you doing? Good to see you. Welcome to Southwoods. We're so glad you're here. So glad that you're watching live stream. If you're not here, this is the holiday season. So we want to say Merry Christmas because it's next week, y'all. It's coming up fast, right? All right. So again, we're glad you're here. Uh, make sure that if you haven't gotten your uh, emblems for uh, communion, you can run back and grab those because we're going to be doing that a little bit later. And if you want to check out information in the back, uh, we have lots of information on the back uh, bar about all of our ministries and all of our um, opportunities to serve. And so make sure you take a look at that. Um, just a couple of really great events that are coming up um, tonight, actually this afternoon at three o'clock is Parents Night Out. Um, and it's for kiddos three and up. So check with Kristen if you haven't already made arrangements for that. We'd love to have you. Um, if you're a member of Southwoods and you have an infant, we would love to have your infant. So just make sure you talk to Kristen today about that so that she can make arrangements for that too. So you're welcome for that. And then next Saturday, Christmas Eve, we have two services, 3.30 and 5 o'clock. It'll be a beautiful time uh, to reflect on the birth of Christ and just how amazing God's love is. And so if you're in town, please make plans to join us with that. So we just want to have everybody stand up and we're going to worship. We're going to spend some time in the presence of the Lord.
pray together. Lord God, we're so grateful for you this morning. We're grateful that we have this season, a whole entire season to celebrate the amazing things that you have done for us. The most amazing being Jesus, our Lord and our Savior, who was born on Christmas Day with a mission to save the world. We're so grateful to you for that. And we're thankful, Lord, for every person who's in this place today, who's watching live stream, who's um, just able to rejoice and enter in no matter where they're at today. Just speak to our hearts and our minds and bring us, Lord, right where you want us to be. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Um, we have some ways to give. I just see that up here on the screen in just a second. Um, when God puts it on your heart to be a blessing, we certainly want um, Southwoods to be part of that. So you can do it in person. You can do it online. You can send it in the mail. Lots of great ways to give into the ministries of Southwoods. And before we go on to worship, let's turn around and say hi to somebody. So we pour 
divine, divine night, Lord God. Thank you that we're still singing about it more than 2,000 years later. Thank you for the opportunity, Lord, we have to just say what an amazing God you are and that you sent Jesus to die, first to be born, that's what we're celebrating right now, and then to die on the cross for our sins. And that's what our next opportunity is going to be here today, Lord, is to say thank you for that shed blood and that the, the broken body the crucifixion and the resurrection of Jesus Christ Lord you love us so much you loved us so much you're the same yesterday, today and forever you never change you loved us you love us now and you'll love us forever and you loved us so much that you sent Jesus to die on that cross for us as we take communion this morning, may, Lord, we just hear your voice, speak to our hearts, help us to know any area in our life that you want us to give over to you, to repent of, to make changes, whatever that is. Lord, you've given us every opportunity, even some that we're not even aware of. We're so grateful. We love you. We praise you. We thank you. Jesus, our Savior, and it's in his name we pray. Amen. You can have a seat and take communion.
Well, good morning, everybody. Isn't that beautiful? That was wonderful, Tom. Thank you. Appreciate that. So. I love Christmas music. I love it. So, Well, Merry Christmas, everybody. Glad that you've joined us this morning. Just you heard uh, Corey mention earlier, we have two services this coming Christmas weekend, a, a Saturday evening, actually th- afternoon and evening, 3.30 and 5 o'clock. So I hope that you can... Uh, Plan to join us uh, for one of those services if you're here in town uh, this weekend. Just as a, a, a note, uh, obviously you'll be able to access that online if you're not in town or traveling, whatever, but uh, uh, that's when it'll be happening. But also, uh, as a note, there'll be no on-site services on Sunday, but we will have a, de- a devotional that you'll be able to access. Uh, you'll be able to bring me right into your living room if you want to. Uh, you may not want to. It might be a frightening thought. On uh, any day, but especially Christmas Day, but uh, we've got an on, uh, online devotional that you'll uh, be able to access either via our website or Facebook page uh, Sunday morning. You can stream it whenever it's convenient for you, uh, wherever you happen to be, and let me just say it's a good opportunity if you have family with you or whatever, take advantage of that and just be light. I've kept it short so that it, uh, uh, for those who may be family members who wouldn't be able to take a full message. So just some of you think, I'm not sure I can take a full message, but, but that's, uh, that, that's going to happen this weekend. So make sure and make note of that. Uh, Sunday morning, no on-site services. Take advantage of that. We also are passing out gift bags this morning. Maybe you noticed them on the, the, uh, the counter in the back of the auditorium as you head out today. Make sure and grab one of those. Uh, we have several things inside the gift bags. We have uh, communion uh, cups. We have just a little, uh, you know, a QR code to things uh, related to uh, Christmas Day, the, the the devotional and various other things. You can access all of that. There's a prayer guide uh, for you to utilize uh, starting this next week, uh, leading into the new year. So kind of help you focus in a, a positive, right way as you head toward the new year, 2023. Can you believe it's t- nearly 2023? But uh, we've got several things there. Hope you'll take advantage of that as well. Make sure to grab one on your way out, okay? So uh, what's on the back counter in the back? (coughs) Christmas gift bags. Christmas gift bags. So make sure and grab one as you head out. We'll have them tonight or or today, but also Christmas night uh, as well. So uh, so grab, uh, grab one one of these times, okay, for Christmas morning. All right. How often do you all think about angels Probably some of you think about them fairly often, or occasionally at least. Uh, I, I'm quite sure some of you think of angels every year when they show up in Kansas City to play the Royals. <laughs> sure, uh, sure, some of you think of them that way. But I think of angels more often uh, Christmas time than any other time of the year. They come to mind just more readily uh, for me. Every Christmas, Lori and I place an angel figurine on our Christmas tree, kind of the top of our tree in our home. It's uh, really pretty. Uh, we watch every year, at least most years, It's a Wonderful Life. And uh, if you know the, the plot of the story, pudgy old Clarence, Jimmy Stewart's uh, angelic savior, rescues him from a severe bout with depression and hopelessness of life and all of that. And uh, it's a wonderful story. If you haven't seen it, it's enjoyable to watch. But angels are everywhere during Christmas. I mean, they're everywhere. I was looking at a picture 
of uh, down at the Union Station and you look in the private part that you pay to go in. Giant angels blowing trumpets there. Beautiful, beautiful lit angels. Angels are part of everything Christmas because they played a significant role in the very first Christmas. I mean, they were pivotal in us understanding what Christmas was all about to begin with. It was an angel who announced to the Virgin Mary that she would conceive a child and give birth to a son and that his name would become Emmanuel. He would be the Son of God, the future King of Israel. Go back and read Luke 1 if you've not read that lately. It was an angel who appeared to Mary's husband-to-be, Joseph, to make clear to him that Mary was not lying to him about her pregnancy and to make clear to him that he should go ahead and bring her home to be uh, his wife as he was thinking about divorcing her. And the Holy Spirit said, no, 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 don't do that, through the angel. Angels played a significant role the very first Christmas, probably their most important moment in the Christmas story, though, in my opinion at least, took place on the night when Jesus was born. If you have your Bibles with you, I invite you to open them with me to Luke chapter 2, a familiar passage to most of us, but insights here that I think are extremely valuable for us. We're going to read and reflect together carefully on what the angels had to say to the shepherds and us on that night when Jesus was born. Luke chapter 2, we're going to start at verse 8. Verse 8, this is what the Bible tells us. That night... There were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. So let's pause right there. Lori pointed out to me during, my wife pointed out to me during the, the worship singing that the songs, uh, the, the carols, the Christmas carols, you know, some are talking about, oh, holy night, the night divine, and, you know, the night when Christ was born. And another one of the songs we sang, it's like on Christmas morn, Christmas day, you know, the, the Christ child was born. When was Jesus born? Verse 8 tells us that that night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. And we just keep reading, verse 9, Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, Don't be afraid, he said, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all the people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in the Bethlehem, the city of David, which is just to say, I mean, he's... He's announcing, he's heralding the birth of the baby. And he's saying, what you, I'm, I'm with you tonight because he's been born. He's just been born. The passage goes on and says, And you will recognize him by this sign. You'll find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the Bible says, The shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. And after seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. And all who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for, they, 
for what they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. You know, for the next few minutes, I invite you to listen really close you know, to the words of these angels that were declared to the shepherds and by extension declared to us. It wasn't just a word for them. What they had to say was a word for all of us, all of mankind, every man, woman, and child on the planet who's ever lived, ever will live. I mean, these were four important messages at least, at least four important messages for all of us that came from the lips of these angels for the shepherds and us. And I want you to listen just real close because I think these are important for us, even in our day. The first message to the shepherds and us was this, release your fears. Release your fears. On the night of that first Christmas, when the shepherds were shocked and terrified by what they had experienced, the angel appeared to them. The first thing he said, did you notice the very first words out of his mouth, Luke 2, verse 10, don't be afraid. Fear not. Angel wanted God's followers then, God's followers now, to release their fears. And why would he say this? Of course, because they're terrified of his brilliance and his radiance. And he understood something that we know, but we don't always think about. Perhaps you've noticed fear is, has the ability to undermine hope, joy, peace, life. Fear can make life really, really hard. So 365 times in Scripture, God instructs you and me to fear not. Just think about that. 365 times that's found in Scripture. 365 times. Hmm, I wonder why. Wonder why. Maybe he's thinking, fear not. Once every day of the year, he wants us to think about that. Repeatedly in Scripture, God's saying to us, don't be afraid. So to increase your joy, to, to fill you with hope, to help you find peace in your heart this Christmas season, I believe that God wants all of us to reflect on this a moment and just ask ourselves, what am I so worried about? What is it that's got me terrified or in the old King James, what has me sore afraid? You know, that's, what am, I, what am I afraid of? Maybe it's your finances or your health or your kids or world events. Maybe you're fearful about your future. Maybe, there's a long list of things that can stir fear in our hearts. The first message of the angels on Christmas night here with the shepherds was to say, don't fear, release your fears. Let go of your anxiety, your worry, because God is with you. God is with you. Second message of the angels to the shepherds and us is simply renew your faith. Renew your faith. Notice the angel told the shepherds in Luke 2, verse 10 and following, he says, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. Did you notice the word Messiah? The Savior, yes, the Messiah. 
Israel had been waiting, waiting for centuries for the promise of God through the prophets of old to finally come to pass. They've been waiting and waiting. Some of us know what it's like to wait. Some of us are waiting for all kinds of things in our lives, but can you imagine waiting for hundreds of years? 600 years earlier, God had told everyone through the prophet Isaiah this, said Isaiah 9, the people who walk in in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine, the prophet said. You will enlarge the nation of Israel and its people will rejoice. They will rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest. And here's why they're going to rejoice. Tells verse 6. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us, the government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, goes on explaining that his government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. A little bit later in chapter 11, God through the prophet continues explaining that in that day the heir to David's throne will be a banner of salvation to who? To all the world, he says. To all the world. In Isaiah 59, 20 adds, the Redeemer will come to Jerusalem to buy back, to ransom those in Israel who have turned from their sins, says the Lord. Many other passages in Isaiah and the other prophets that talk about this son who was to be given, the Redeemer who was to be born who would come to ransom Israel and all of humanity, would turn from their sins and turn to God. But it was a long wait. They waited a long time. But the angels show up declaring, the time has come. The day is here. The Messiah has been born. So I'm prompted to ask you this morning, as one of God's followers, are there any promises in your life that God's given to you in Scripture? Maybe He's given them to you by His Holy Spirit. Maybe He's given them to you personally. Obviously, there's a lot of them to all of us, but maybe He's given some to you personally. And you're waiting to see them fulfilled. Maybe some of you have been waiting a long time. Still waiting. Christmas is a time to renew your faith. God is the ultimate promise keeper, and since He's made good on His promise to send a Savior, don't doubt for a minute whether or not He will fulfill His other promises made to you and me. If He can provide the Messiah, the Savior, for all of mankind, He can can deliver on His promises to you. He specializes in keeping promises. Renew your faith this Christmas. In the King of kings and Lord of lords and the God who keeps his promises. It's the third message of the angels to the shepherds and us that shows up in this text. And really it's 
receive your Savior is really what they're saying. Receive your Savior. Chapter 2, verse 11, the, the Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. When the angel said this, they weren't making a Facebook post for everyone to just click like on. That was not what they were doing. It wasn't just a public service announcement for everybody to take note of. They were making a history-altering declaration that everyone then and since needs to receive. Receive. I've said it before, but it deserves repeating. God didn't send us a salesman because we didn't need a product. He didn't send us a politician because we didn't just need better governance. He didn't send us a pharmacist. This is a tweak to the last time I used this. He didn't just send us a pharmacist because mankind is afflicted with a problem no pill or vaccine can cure. The Bible says God sent us a Savior because you and I and all of mankind have sinned. We need a Savior. We need forgiveness. We need cleansing. We need reconciliation with God. And it has to begin at God's initiative, which is what Christmas is all about. Here's why all of this is important. You and I may be good people. I would wager, if I had opportunity to interact with everyone, I'd just say, yeah, man, he's a good guy. She is a great gal. You are good people. I know you. We're all good people. Even in our brokenness, we're good people. Here's the problem. The Bible doesn't say that good people go to heaven. What's it tell us? Perfect people go to heaven. And here's the problem with that. None of us is perfect. That ship has sailed. We can't roll the clock back. Because of Christmas and the cross, our perfect Savior, do you hear me? Our perfect flawless, sinless Savior made it possible for a new way to enter the heavens with our Heavenly Father. He made it possible for forgiven people to enter God's presence. That's good news. That's good news of great joy for all people. And if you read the Bible, you know it's good news at least for all who choose to receive Him as their Savior, as their Lord. My question for you is, have you received Jesus as your Savior and Lord? And again, I'm not asking if you're good. And I'm not asking if you're perfect. Because I know the answer to both of those things. And so do you. I'm asking, have you received Jesus as your Savior, your Lord? Have you confessed your belief in Him? Have you asked Him to forgive your sins? Have you invited Him to be your Savior and Lord, take up residence within you? Have you humbled yourself 
demonstrated your faith in baptism as the scripture teaches. You know, Jesus was born so you and I and all people would have the opportunity to receive forgiveness by receiving our Savior. John 1.12 makes it really clear to all who receive him, to those who believe in his name, he gives the right to become children of God. The angels are trying to make that really clear that the Savior, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. It's good news of great joy. There was one more message for the shepherds and us that very first Christmas that the angels were trying to convey. And it sort of overshadows the whole passage. Um, it just envelops it, really. It shows up in Luke 2, verses 13 and following, where the passage says, Suddenly, the angel, so this was the, is the picture in your mind. Initially, there's one angel standing and talking to them. And now the, sa the text says, Suddenly, the, that angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, which, let's pause right there. The scriptures talk about the armies of heaven, and there are myriads is the language that it uses. Multiplied means 10,000 times 10,000 times 10,000. It's just this astronomical number. It's like the picture of the scripture is that suddenly this one angel who's standing here has behind him the heavens is, are filled instantly with myriads of angels. You can't see anything else. It says, suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, and look what they're doing, praising God and saying, glory to God in highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. I want you to think about the sky being filled with angels. Think about the significance of their words. Glory to God in highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. They're giving us every reason that we need to rejoice. To rejoice. That's really what they're saying. Rejoice. Rejoice. The angel was saying, God's no longer angry with mankind. He's not angry with you. He's pleased with you. In fact, Jesus was born because God, in his justice, had to punish someone for the evil that's taken place in the world. And he had chosen to punish, pour out his anger, his wrath, his rage, his dissatisfaction with you and me on this child who was born that Christmas night who would one day grow to the point that he could substitute his own life for ours on the cross, his own death for ours on the cross. That we might inherit the life that he deserved, that we might inherit the forgiveness, the favor of God that he deserved. And the scriptures are clear, he did it with joy. Because you, because I, were to become his children. 
his brothers, his sisters. God sent his son as an ambassador of peace, as an expression of his favor towards all of us. So really the message, the overarching message of of the angels is rejoice, don't be afraid, give glory to God in the highest because God is pleased with you. He's pleased with you. As you prepare to celebrate Christmas uh, this coming week, you know, we're all going to be inundated with all kinds of things, and we've got all kinds of family traditions. We've got marketing that we have to endure this week that will seem endless. We've got, uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's a barrage, a blizzard of stuff that comes at us in the coming days. But I want to ask you, which of the angels' messages in the midst of the blizzard do you most need to hear and you most need to lean into this Christmas? Do you most need to release your fears? Maybe fear's really been plaguing you, dogging your steps, pulling at you, tugging at your heart. And today the Holy Spirit's saying, just let go of it, let go of it. Give, it. give it to God. Give it to God. Because the Savior has come. And He's coming again one day. Probably in the not too distant future. Give it to God. Release it. Maybe you most need to hear it. Just renew your faith. Just open your heart to God. I mean, God is a promise keeper. He doesn't specialize in making promises. He specializes in keeping them. There's not a promise made to you that he won't keep because he's faithful. He's trustworthy. He kept his promise to send a Savior. He'll keep his promise to you. Maybe you just need to trust him and be patient and wait and rest in that. This morning, this week. Maybe you most need to receive your Savior. Really what God's appealing to you to do is don't just celebrate Him. That's a good thing. Receive Him. It's possible to celebrate Him out here, you know, kind of keep Him, you know, at arm's length. You watch a lot of football in our family this time of year. You know, we do a lot of a stiff arm God, you know, in the course of our lives. And the angels are saying, don't stiff arm God anymore. Receive him. Let him draw him to yourself. Draw him to yourself. Have you done that? Will you choose to do that? Maybe you just need to rejoice. You need to rejoice that God has taken notice of you and me and all of us. And he's pleased with you. You have his approval because Christ has come and he's a part of your life. So rejoice. This Christmas, let's choose to do like the shepherds and heed the voice of the angels and make our way towards the manger towards Jesus.
And it all begins with one step. Maybe you need to take that step today. Let's stand together. We're going to close in prayer this morning. Maybe you need to invite Jesus into your life. Do that as we pray. Maybe you need to be baptized here in the near future. And you think, oh, I can't do that because there's like a nativity on the baptistry. Uh, we can move the nativity. Okay, It's, it's portable. you know. So uh, we can help you with that. Let us know. Maybe you need prayer for some area of your life. We'd love to pray with you. Don't forget your Christmas gift bags as you head out. And uh, join us on Christmas Eve if you can, okay? Let's bow our heads and pray. Glad you made it today. Let's pray. Father, thank you for everyone within the sound of my voice, for every heart, every life. God, you know that every one of us needs you desperately. We need you more than we even know, but we thank you that in your mercy and in your grace and in your favor, you've responded to our need by sending Jesus the Savior, the Lord, the Messiah, the rescuer of our souls and the ransom for our sins. We celebrate that today. We'll celebrate it all week long and Christmas. We'll celebrate it for all eternity. Now, Lord, as we leave this place, may these things echo in our minds and hearts. Would you help us to be like the shepherds and everywhere we go, would you help us to talk about the things we've seen and heard and learned and experienced. Those who have not had the benefit of knowing that it's possible to have you in the heavens pleased with us. We can be ambassadors on your behalf, spreading that good news and helping others celebrate Christmas for all the right reasons. Because a son has been born, a son has been given, the wonderful counselor, the everlasting God, the Prince of Peace, the King of Kings, Lord of Lords, the Savior, Jesus. We thank you. Now, would you go with us as we leave this place? Would you empower us by your Holy Spirit? We promise to give you the credit for every good thing that happens. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Merry Christmas.